Kaylin, we have Oops. both spent... This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX is The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A considerable amount of time in private Facebook groups researching videos. Mm -hmm. Can you like speak to your opinion on these groups a little bit? Like what's your general vibe that you get from them? Sad. Sort of lifeless. Not in that they aren't being used, but that the people in them do not have lives outside of Mm -hmm. them a lot of the time. Like it becomes Mm -hmm. their, their main focus. Like... Right. This is their Which community. These are now toxic. their friends. And yeah, well, especially if you, for anyone, if you yeah. begin to make your personality this like one specific belief or trait, it is not healthy. We love when individuals are round and well so. Yeah. We love containing multitudes. So many multitudes, <laughs> multiple <laughs> multitudes. <laughs> there is, there is nothing worse for a person than just having a solitude, a solitude. Yeah, what one single tude? Is that the opposite of multitude? <laughs> it must be. It must solo-tude. be solitude. <laughs> I just discovered so- solitude. Oh my God, solo-tude. yeah, we like yeah. discoverer and founder of solitude. <laughs> And sounds like a tech company. So an author named Susan Meachin was the moderator and creator of a private Facebook group called The Ward for fans of her books. Okay. I think I, sorry, I'll stop interrupting. I think I know what this is. Are you catching on? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) An author named Susan Meachin was the moderator and creator of a private Facebook group called The Ward for fans of her books and other people in the online subculture of self-published romance novels. The book world, as Meachin and other self-published authors refer to this subculture, was rife with drama and infighting you know, like as every private Facebook group is. And Meechan was always at the center of every conflict. Mm -hmm. In an interview with the New York Times, one of Meechan's friends, Kimberly Grell, said she was becoming pretty chaotic. It just seemed like every problem that surfaced with her, she was in the middle of, and it turned to where she was the victim of it all. Things seemingly came to a head in September of 2020 when a post appeared on Susan Meachin's Facebook page announcing that she had passed away and seemingly blaming her death on bullying within the book world. Please leave us alone, the post read. We have no desire in this we have no desire in this messed up industry. I think that was a typo on their part. Mm, author. The announcement mm. of Meachin's death by apparent suicide caused shockwaves throughout the book world. Numerous accusations of bullying caused the infighting and drama to intensify, and group members who had considered Susan Meachin their friend began publicly grieving her. But Susan Meachin continued posting on Facebook, triggering a follow-up post on October 23rd from someone claiming to be Susan Meachin's daughter. Sorry, thought everyone on this page knew my mom passed away. Dead people don't post on social media. Or do they? Bum, bum, bum. Welcome back to Respect the Dead, the podcast where we don't. 
sweaty it's no surprise that everybody celebrated your demise and now worms are eating your eyes so don't you worry your rotten head as you sleep in your sodden bed it's time to respect the The podcast. Welcome back to Respect the Dead, the podcast where they aren't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so you know where I'm going with this. I know this bitch's name. I, (laughs) one of my favorite things in the world are scams, but especially going all the way to fake your little death is the most iconic thing anyone could do when people say like oh women can't have hobbies now that's the first (laughs) thing I think of I mean it's like it's classic it's it's Tom Sawyer right like yes it's it's faking your own first woman like waiting around to see it (laughs) Tom Sawyer (laughs) (laughs) oh I'm so excited great I'm so glad we're gonna we're gonna (laughs) chat Susan Meachin of Benton, Tennessee, had been an avid reader her whole life. She had dropped out of school in the ninth grade to marry her husband, a long-haul truck driver named Troy. (sighs) Yeah. uh, The ninth grade. I thought two things. One, wish that were me. And two, that's not okay. (laughs) Yeah. But in ninth grade, uh, I would have... Dropped out of school and married a truck driver. One hundred percent. Yeah, it's very Ethel Kane coded. Yeah. Oh yeah, it didn't end so well for her. <laughs> no. <laughs> to fill the long stretches of time when Troy was away, Susan would devour romance novel after romance novel, sometimes more than one in a single day. Eventually, she discovered the Book World, an online community that she described to the New York Times as like an escape, a timeout, a break from everyday reality. Over a three-year period from 2017 to 2020, she'd end up writing and self-publishing 14 of her own romance novels with titles like His Wicked Way, Chance Encounter, and Smoky Mountain Love. (laughs) (laughs) Her Amazon author bio reads, I've been an avid reader as far back as I can recall. It was a lifeline to transport me from dark moments in life. My preferred genre to read is historical romance. I love getting lost with the bad boys who were earls, kings, and such. When I decided to jump into the ring of author, I had no desire writing the average romance like so many others do. I wanted to make my leads flawed. It is how I came up with my tagline, author of perfectly flawed romances. There's never a guaranteed H-E-A happily ever after in any of my books, but they are packed full of emotions and love nonetheless. I do warn if it is not a fairy tale ending for the ones who love to read the sweet reads. I love that she coined her own phrase, perfectly flawed romances. I wish she was dead. (laughs) (laughs) This is so fucking Or in jail. (laughs) Yeah. Either or. (laughs) I want you... I want you in something, either the ground or carcerated. Like, but you need to pick between the two. Spin the fucking wheel, bitch, because I'm so sorry. <laughs> but like, I'm not like other girls. I'm dead. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's so annoying. <laughs> sorry if you if you want if you came here for a happy ending, you won't find anything like that here. I'm like, okay, Avril Levine. Like, this is not. <laughs> Like, this is not the edgy... Ooh, she wears like... ties and studs on her belts. <laughs> She's so edgy. <laughs> her bio continues. Also, you can find me over at www.patreon.com slash respectthedead, where I've signed up as a patron so I can ac- get access to Hoots and K's exclusive episode autopsies. I'm like, okay, now I like her. Like, (laughs) the things she's saying are starting to really sound smart now. (laughs) Yeah, she's starting to resonate. 
First good choice. When she wasn't writing, Susan Meachin was online. <laughs> oh, I bet. was a poster. She was online, <laughs> online. <laughs> she was like worse than me. As of the time of this recording, there have not been any specific allegations of bullying within the Ward Facebook group and other book world forums, only like kind of generalized, uh, like generalized comments about bullying yeah. in the book world allegedly made by her family members in Facebook posts. Like, I have not seen screenshots. Her family members. Yeah. But based on her friend Kimberly Grell's comments and what we know of both Facebook groups and authors who self-publish on Amazon, <laughs> I think we can probably assume that there, there was probably like some actual heated discourse going on. Like whether or not you would call that bullying, you know there was infighting. Oh, of course, as there should be. Yeah. A bunch of like mediocre people running into each other and headbutting each other like rams is what I'm picturing. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) However, the book world was kind of rocked by Susan's apparent suicide. The vibe was toxic, but like no one thought it had been that bad. And it wasn't. And... (laughs) They all got very angry at each other over the the idea that it might have been. In the months following the announcement of Susan Meachin's death, Susan's assistant, Connie Ortiz, took over most of the managing of the ward. Connie reached out to Susan's daughter via Susan's Facebook profile and asked to attend <sighs> Susan's funeral because her assistant was like, close with her but her request was denied and she was told that susan had already been cremated i love when they just do it real quick like that they're like oh sorry i know you wanted to see the body (laughs) um but it's actually cheaper to get them cremated while they're still warm because you don't have to spend so long heating them up right so Mm. like we we got a discount yeah. Oh wow. I, I wasn't aware that same day cremation was uh was actually the more economical way to go. Yeah, and it's also it greener. Premium. Mm. Yeah. That's so woke of her. <laughs> woke Queen Susan Meachin. <laughs> saving saving the planet one literally one cremation at a time. The group was mostly quiet in its founder's absence, but Connie mostly posted in it searching for editors and personal assistants to volunteer to promote Susan's published books on Amazon and to help finish Susan's unpublished novel. No. Yeah, so, she, so her assistant, her, her assistant who, to our knowledge, is like innocent in all of this, is like one of okay. the victims of all of this, was like, like getting free labor out of people like because yeah. she was under the impression that her friend had died. Mm-hmm. Susan had par- apparently intended her unfinished novel uh, as like a wedding gift for her. Da- she intended to finish it for her daughter's wedding. Yeah. The, the one, the daughter that was now allegedly posting under Susan's mm-hmm. Facebook ha- account. So they, you know, they got friends to help them finish the novel for free. I like the idea that you can just finish somebody else's novel. I know. It's it's quite it's like pretty common and it's like I mean, I know people like leave behind like notes and stuff, but like I think if it's unfinished, you just you should leave it unfinished. I think it would be so fucking based. If I die, like write this down everyone, and by everyone I mean you. If I die and I don't finish my book, like <laughs> publish it as it is. Like <laughs> unfinished yeah that's so much more like haunting and romantic yes right like and that is something that people do sometimes too and then like there there will be an afterword written by like someone they knew that'll be like that's so uh, romantic and this is not to like romanticize death but like (laughs) sometimes death is a little romantic the victorians were onto something yeah not showering but something Susan's daughter, using Susan's profile, posted in the ward asking that no one report her as deceased to Facebook in order to prevent the profile from being memorialized. Because, you know, Mm -hmm. her daughter still wanted to use her Facebook profile. Which is weird, but... Mm -hmm. With the help of volunteer editors, Susan's last book, Love to Last a Lifetime, was completed (laughs) and released on October 30th. Sorry, what year? 2020. Okay. October 30th, 2020. So, like, the month after she supposedly died. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> in posts to the ward, Connie Ortiz pushed members to pre-order Love to Last a Lifetime, as well as Susan's other books, warning them that the paperbacks would go unpublished if no one purchased any more. <sighs> a group of authors put together a dedication to Susan published in a romance anthology titled Bully King Anthology. It read, <laughs> For Susan Meachin, an author of what she called perfectly flawed romances, the world is a little less bright without her. Words can hurt, but they don't have to. Words can also heal. Let's keep bullying where it belongs in fiction. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's a I also banger like line. <laughs> I also like that they they had to be like, she coined this term. We don't think it's perfectly anything. <laughs> just just for anyone like who is not looking at my script anyone besides me perfectly flawed romances is also like capitalized oh no capital p capital f capital r no not the pfr, PFR. the no, pfr ab absolutely not <laughs> that's so cringe thinking that you get to like coin your own oh oh i'm, I'm like afr afr <laughs> <laughs> okay but i'm <laughs> that's the name of us reacts <laughs> <laughs> flawed reacts is cute flawed reacts is cute i'm i'm stealing that according to some former group members some charity auctions and fundraisers for the meachin family were also organized following the announcement of susan's death but i can't find any actual posts or like screenshots of okay. that so i i cannot confirm from my own receipts digging from yeah. my receipts archaeology, <laughs> I can't confirm. I've heard that these things exist, but over the next couple of years, posts in the ward slowed to a trickle. Connie Ortiz would post to drive sales for Susan's book or to honor the anniversary of the announcement of her passing, but eventually life got in the way and she began to post less and less. On November 5th, 2022, Connie Ortiz made a post to the ward asking if anyone else would be interested in taking over the group. Wow, it's been a while. I'm sorry for not being here as often as I should. My life has been a roller coaster this year. Taking care of my husband, my son's accident, and my sister's death has kept me away from this group. I have considered closing it down, but that would not be fair to you. If anyone wants to take over this group, please let me know. Susan Meachin worked hard to keep this group going, and it would be a disservice to her if I close it. I will be around once in a while. I have a lot of good friends that I don't want to break that connection with you. Just let me know if you want to take over the group. A person named T.N. Steele, who had joined the ward shortly after Susan Meachin left, replied, <laughs> I'll take it, Connie Ortiz. I will overhaul it in hopes that it pleases you and Susan. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Danielle Steele's ugly little sister is like <laughs> so ready to take over this group. I also love that Susan Meachin is from Tennessee and TN Steele could also be read as Tennessee Steele. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to bag on her for making a very obviously fake name because it's yeah, like my favorite thing in the You're entire not in world. To do that. <laughs> but like, uh, <laughs> she's it's iconic. Amazing. Go on. I love her. This is my gone in girl. <laughs> Oh my god, I make a reference to Gone Girl in the script later on. <laughs> I love that like I tried to write this in a way where I guess I shouldn't even try to like pretend anymore. She's not dead, guys. She's she's alive. <laughs> she's I tried so to alive. write this in a way where I might surprise you, but we are so the same person that like the oh, second yeah. I mentioned the name of this nobody who no one has heard of, you were like, oh no, <laughs> I was like, it's about where fraud. I... <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my god, wait, no. This is my fan Fraud. I know I'd know her anywhere. <laughs> I love her. Ugh, I stand. Okay. In her own post to the group, TN Steele wrote, <laughs> Evening slash morning, everyone. My name is Trina, and I'm the new owner of this group. I plan to make this the place to be on every given day. Parties, games, meme wars, and so on. Who's ready to win some book money this coming week? I'll be around for an hour or so if anyone wants to ask me any questions. Nobody responded. I'm so upset about meme wars. <laughs> meme wars. 
What the crying. fuck does that even mean, you stupid Me bitch? <laughs> then, on January 2nd, 2023, TN Steele made an ominous post on her Facebook profile. This account will be closing soon, and I will return to my real account and name. If you would like to follow, let me know. Shortly after, Susan Meachin posted this in the ward. I debated on how to do this a million times and still not sure if it's right or not. There's going to be tons of questions and a lot of people leaving the group, I'd guess. But my family did what they thought was best for me, and I can't fault them for it. I almost died again at my own hand, and they had to go through all that hell again. Returning to the ward doesn't mean much, but I am in a good place now, and I am hoping to write again. Let the fun begin. Let the fun begin is unhinged. Yes. She, finished, she finished her announcement coming back from the grave with let the fun begin. She is so pretty little liars coded. Like <laughs> this is something that like would be in a CW show. Like that is Kristen Bell at the end of a Gossip Girl episode. Like in the closing <laughs> narration. Like <laughs> let the fun begin. XOXO, Susan fucking Meachin. Goddamn, Stephanie Merkin. <laughs> Stephanie Merkin. <laughs> Susan Meachin had been alive the entire two-year period she was purporting <gasps> to be dead and posted in the same group that had allegedly driven her to suicide as either her daughter or as TN Steele. So people in the Facebook group were understandably pretty pissed. They were they were not happy with this. Did they finally come back? The people in the Facebook group? Because like the group was like dead, you were saying. Yes. Did it and like, actually people okay. like the articles that I read said that like I mean because people were still there, but it's just like everyone was turning into lurkers. Mm-hmm. Um and what I read is like the first few hours that the post was up, like it didn't actually get any traction. Like nobody was commenting on it and then it just like blew up so you know like all these bitches were like passing around this post yeah like dms like yeah what is this what should we do is this fake (laughs) yeah is this real like yeah yeah do we need to like i'm imagining all the private conversations that were going on with all these women i know what they were like so when 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 shit hit the fan members were vowing to shun her expressing their deep sense of betrayal People reported her to the FBI Cyber Crimes Unit for fraud. <laughs> yes. Have you met my friend Fraud? Like, hello, FBI? <laughs> hello, I'd like to speak to FBI, please. <laughs> I would like to speak to the manager of FBI. I'm talking like this because I always have my phone on speaker. <laughs> A woman named Samantha A. Cole reached out to Susan via Facebook Messenger and, like, basically confronted her. And all Susan had to say for herself was that she wanted her life back. Like, what? (laughs) Sorry, being, like, flabbergasted and silent is not great podcasting. So for anyone that isn't watching this, I am just, like... What, like, what do you respond to that? What does that even mean? The audacity... (laughs) The audacity. Well, why did you end it? You were the, yeah, you were the one pretending to be dead. (laughs) So Samantha posted all the receipts. Like Samantha's is, Samantha A. Cole's post is the one that wound up in like a whole bunch of news articles because like she went like fucking scorched earth on this bitch. She posted screenshots of her messages with Susan, screenshots of posts made to the group when people thought Susan was dead. And people start, like, review bombing all of Susan's books (laughs) and ordering Samantha's. (laughs) Yes. Wait. Samantha's real, right? Yeah. Samantha's the one who who posted the receipts. So they're just No, I know. I just wondered if – I wondered if it was possible. (laughs) The the double – yeah. The double gambit. They are are different people. Samantha also did – I watched this whole fucking thing. Samantha also did, like, a 20-minute Facebook Live, like, talking about – And she was like, stop ordering my books. I don't want you to order them for that reason. If you want to read them and you think that – they sound interesting. Yeah, order them. But if 
She's so good. I love I need her. To watch I stand this. her. I stand her. I need to watch. I'm going to watch this tonight while I'm making banana bread. I am like, I am in the world. Oh my God. Can we just have a podcast where we talk about scammers? We can call it Scam Queens and just cash the fuck in. Like, this is amazing. I love it. I love it. And it, like, it, what makes it so much better is like every single person in, in these groups is like, in their mid to late 60s. Like these are like a bunch of our yes. moms being catty petty bitches. And I just like I think it's iconic. I think it it is the valid way to spend your golden years. Like we need to write what's it called a treatment? Is that what they call mm-hmm. it in the biz? Like where we where we cash in on this bitch's life? Like <laughs> Oh yeah. We we just like write our own biopic screenplay. Yeah. Well, no, it would have to be a series because, like, there's way too much okay. in this. Like, we need, like, so at least ha- Yeah. Yeah. The pilot, oh, my God. And you know episode. how to do those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have Final Cut Pro. Wait, no. That's not what I'm thinking of. <laughs> Final Draft Pro. They're the same name. Final Draft. <laughs> I don't have Final Cut Pro. It's one of the only ones I don't have. So, people, by which mm-hmm. I mean little freaks like us. Actually bother to go check Susan's social media accounts besides Facebook and discover that for the entire two-year period she was dead, she was posting on TikTok. (laughs) Like, (laughs) videos of her face. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, it's so funny because an old person would have never thought to check. Like, Well, and this is why, like, I'm like, okay – Obviously, it's, like, incredibly fucked up to pretend to die. But also, it kind of is on them for not, like, <laughs> looking at her TikTok. Okay. It's so funny. Like, imagine faking your death and then immediately posting on TikTok. Like, <laughs> I wonder face. if... And she's not even scared of getting caught either. Like... No. No. Oh my god, I love her. She's like like going on Snapchat and like doing videos of your face with like the little dog mask like <laughs> 3 days after you're supposed to have died. Hey, this post is from Susan's dog. Just wanted to tell you that we're we're all really going through it at home right we now. We miss her. <laughs> I miss her. She was Woof my mom. Love. <laughs> okay. Are you going to explain the involvement of, like, her friends and family and what they knew? Yes. Uh, okay, yeah. okay. Because that's what I'm most interested in. I'm like, but I'll yeah. let you get there. Because you know the story. But, yeah. So several news outlets pick up the story and publish pieces on the romance author who faked her own death. And a genre fiction substack called Upstream Reviews manages to score an interview with Susan. <gasps> in it, she states... The best fiction is, I'm going to read a really long quote, sorry. Okay. The best fiction is rooted in fact. The events may not be authentic, but the emotions are. Since (laughs) 2020, that's been my life and death. Did I leave the mortal coil? No, but the pain was real. You can't just take a break from that. Not unless the bullies want to take a break too, which was basically all I wanted. I died not physically, but spiritually. The bullying stopped and I was finally able to breathe, ironically, when people believed I stopped breathing. They knew how far I was pushed and finally saw the toxicity. Things actually improved, not just for me, but for others. You can criticize the means, but you can't deny the end. But then what? At some point, I wasn't doing anyone any good by staying dead when there was more to be gained and more healing to be had by reaching out. (laughs) The new year seemed like an auspicious time for a new beginning. I knew some people would be upset at first. I'm sorry they feel that way, but the proof is in the pudding. A fiction author's job, F and A capitalized, is to create new realities, N and R capitalized, which is what I did. Does transcending the pages of a book make me a bad author with a capital A or a good one? Who's to say where the lines are drawn, but in one tiny corner of the world, my death was real, the darkness that led up to it was real, and so was the light that emerged. Only the end of my life was a work of fiction, and those who would prefer otherwise should consider what it means that they want me dead. <laughs> Even <laughs> we love it. We've definitely had replies like this on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. 
if you're not happy that I faked my death, is that because you want me dead? dead? You little murderer. Who's the real piece of shit here? (laughs) Not me. That's all I know. Even if you think I did something wrong, does it warrant that? (laughs) The death penalty? (laughs) Yes. I what number one? Yes, yes, it does. No. <laughs> oh, okay, so now everyone that's mad that she faked her death is basically calling for the death Pro penalty. execution, yeah. <laughs> calling for her to be executed. I actually this... do think if you fake your death, you should you have should to die. <laughs> no, no, like you should have to die in that way. Like, I think it should be like a final destination thing, not like the oh, state. Right. But like death itself being like, no, no, not in my name, you little bitch. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Death hates fraud. Yeah. Uh, like in its death name. Death hates stolen valor. Yeah. Like, bitch, I didn't do that. <laughs> like, <laughs> keep my name out of your mouth. <laughs> that same toxicity pushed me to this in the first place. I was morally justified. As soon as the world learned I still had a pulse and the bullying resumed and the piling on began. So why <laughs> So why did I make a public return? What will be different this time? As I said, the best fiction is rooted in fact. For the past two plus years, I've lived my own death. I've witnessed what few others have and survived to tell the tale. <laughs> Not her being like, I, I saw God. Like, I I know what it's like to be dead. You were posting on TikTok. I almost died. <laughs> Who was that? <laughs> L. Ron Hubbard, when he, like, got gas at the, at the dentist office. He was right. like, I died for five minutes. <laughs> And that's exactly what I'll do. In my next book will be one only I could write. Because I lived it, I lived that death. What better stage for a perfectly flawed romance? Thanks for all this opportunity to speak my truth, capital T. The interviewer asks Susan, what would you say to those who feel they donated under a false pretense and might feel wronged? And she responded, to those who donated, I would again stress that this wasn't demanded of them. I'm sorry they feel wronged, but they chose to donate. It doesn't magically become a loan because they regret it now. And why do they? <laughs> because, because an author told them a story. Story is capitalized. An author is capitalized. <laughs> Honestly... She's iconic. Out of this because an author told them a story. Oh, I'm so sorry. Sorry, your donations do not magically become a loan just because you decided to regret it the next day. I'm sorry. Like, oh, an author told you a story and now you're mad. That's what authors do, dummy. It's literally my job. Read a fucking book. Mine coming out next month. The girl who lived too much. (laughs) The only difference now versus before is I'm alive. They'd rather (laughs) I be dead (laughs) than they'd be happy about donating. That's what it seems like they're saying. They're cruelly wishing death on me. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I am not going to say a name, but this is giving like a major like Twitter energy from like permanent oh, yeah. victims. Like, Oh yeah. I've, I've seen this person <laughs> online, but then, but then upstream reviews retracted their story and posted this statement to those of you who have followed our recent reporting of Susan Meachin. We've decided to retract the Q and a along with her alleged statement, which seems to have further angered many Since its publication, a number of individuals close to her have expressed doubt as to whether or not the person we were in touch with was actually (gasps) her. And we have since been told that Mrs. Meachin has denied giving the interview on other social media platforms. While we have not been able to confirm these claims, out of an abundance of caution, the article has now been updated and the original verified reporting remains. We apologize to Mrs. Meachin and regret the error. So it probably wasn't her or like maybe she 
just like started denying the interview when the interview got like more bad social media like got her more heat you know i choose to believe it was her <laughs> i have so to believe iconic. it was her if, if it's not yeah, her no. it's a wonderful writer <laughs> <laughs> definitely a better writer than her so maybe it was like <laughs> okay <laughs> i have to i have to believe it was her because it fills me with so much hope and joy <laughs> and i so feel like funny. i deserve it <laughs> Like, I feel like I we've earned her. this. <laughs> yes, we've earned this. We deserve a little Susan Meachin as a treat. Okay, I can't wait until we have Susan Meachin merch. Oh. Our Susan Merchin. Just like the pictures of her on like the TikTok thumbnails, just on a t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. like with like, so those, it's like a I bunch all together. Like in yes. those little like collage. Like a grid. Yeah. Yeah. The only confirmed interview was from an article in the New York Times titled A Fake Death in Romance Landia. That's stupid. Yeah, I know. It's not it's not even called Romance Landia. That's they all stupid. call it the book world. The interview is with Susan, her husband, Todd, and her 22-year-old daughter who wished to remain unnamed in the article. Now, a lot of the coverage of her has been very critical, rightly so of like the incredible because of like the incredibly unhinged thing that she did yeah like that is a fucked up thing to do and also a lot of it has kind of got like this air of like look at these sad little housewives doing their sad little housewife versions of gone girl like they're the the articles are very funny but i do just have to say as a woman yeah. I have to call out a little bit of like some some misogyny in the air. Like a little little background hum of misogyny. Silly women and their silly little games. Yeah. But the New York Times interview because it is an interview with not only Susan but like her family. Yeah. allows you to kind of read between the lines a little bit more. So, I want to pivot to more of an empathetic position in all of this. Okay. Do we want to take an ad break in the middle? Yes, because I didn't write any in. I completely forgot. <laughs> when we come back, we're going to ask, was Susan Meachin right, actually? <laughs> <laughs> and the answer is always yes! <laughs> <laughs> I love her. Everything she does is right. I'm buying all of her books on this ad break. <laughs> um... <laughs> No, I am going to buy one tonight at least. Oh my god, we should we should do like an extra Patreon special where we just like read her books. <laughs> little Live. little clips for <laughs> little quotes or favorite <laughs> quotes from one of her books. Yeah. We'll make that a goal, a Patreon goal. Yeah, Patreon goal. Once we get to like a th- $1000 a month. A thousand uh, patrons. <laughs> <laughs> a thousand patrons a month. we'll do a live read of susan meachin's books and we're back from the dead. So, from the dead, even. <laughs> Which is like, you things are about to get dead. funny. <laughs> Let's have fun. <laughs> Ooh. Wait, what was it? So, let the fun begin. That's Okay. Where. Let the fun Let's begin. Let's get funny. <laughs> <laughs> Why so funny? <laughs> I'm just oh, the God. reverse Joker. Susan Meachin is like, giving me life. <laughs> okay okay let's let's so, put our empathy uh, our empathy masks on <laughs> yeah this is what really happened to susan meachin sometime while she was active in the ward she was diagnosed with bipolar disorder and her addiction to facebook became kind of comorbid with her disorder mm-hmm. like we know how bipolar mm-hmm. is like marked by periods of mania when you're addicted to social media and you're going through a manic episode, like it's, yeah, it becomes like all consuming. 
And she described her relationship with social media like an addiction. Again, despite numerous allegations of bullying, not a single news outlet or receipts post that I have found has shown any screenshots of people in the ward actually bullying Susan. But her husband, Troy, responded to some of the feedback on her work from fellow authors as brutal. So she would like share, you know, a passage of what she'd been writing. And I guess she would get Mm -hmm. some pretty intense feedback and took that to heart. And Susan's friend, Kimberly Grell, also remarked on Susan's growing delusion with the industry. The fact that it was becoming a money pit and that Susan was becoming increasingly frustrated with the idea that she might never make any money out of it. So she was not doing well. She, no, no, nobody really in, in these, cause like anyone yeah. can self-publish to Amazon. Like it's not like you have yeah. like a marketing team or anything. And that's part yeah. of what these groups were designed for is like a bunch of self-published authors can like not only get together and like give each other feedback, but also promote one another's work like YouTuber yeah. chats. Yeah. So like, yeah, so, so but like it's very very rare that like a self-published author on Amazon is going to yeah, sell a lot of books because again, you don't have like actual marketing teams. You don't have yeah. a marketing budget. And I guess like her friend was saying like, you know, everybody gets into this at first and thinks that they're going to be like the next Stephen King and become like a millionaire and that's just not like realistic. And I guess Maybe Susan was one of those people who thought, like, you know, I have a talent yeah. and uh, was starting to become delusioned with the fact that it wasn't really happening for her. Yeah. Susan's husband, Todd, said that during the periods of mania and psychosis brought on by Susan's bipolar disorder, he'd sometimes come home to discover that she was talking like the characters from her books. Oop. That would be very alarming. As, like, somebody's partner, like, especially yeah. when you know that they're struggling and, yeah. And he's a long-haul truck driver, so he's sometimes away for, like, oh, days so at a time yeah. and just leaving her alone. And she's a homemaker. Like, she doesn't have, like, she just has online her books and, like, her husband I and did kids. guess that. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like she has a lot of time spent online, yeah. which like. <laughs> and all of her kids are grown now. If you have like a nine to five, you can't do. Yeah. Todd started to worry that Susan's online world was becoming a danger to her. Now, I do not know anything about their relationship, but I do want to just because some red flags went up in my head. I want to mm -hmm. reiterate here that Susan dropped out of her freshman year of high school to marry Todd. And yeah. has lived as a homemaker ever since. I believe that Susan has mental health issues because the New York Times reached out to her doctor to mm -hmm. confirm that she was diagnosed. And he did confirm that she was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. I believe that Todd was sincerely worried for Susan. But I also don't know the extent of like the extent that Todd exercises control over his wife. Mm -hmm. The dropping out of your freshman year of high school to get married um, thing raised a few flags to me. In September of 2020, when Susan Meachin was supposed to have died, her 22-year-old daughter did find her in her home, unresponsive, after a near-fatal dose of Xanax. Okay. Todd Meachin, the husband, told his daughter to log into Susan's Facebook account and tell everyone she was dead. Yeah, okay. so this was, this was Todd's call. In the New York Times article, he stated, I told them that she is dead to the indie world, the internet, because we had to stop her, period. She could not stop it on her own. And even to this day, I'll take 100% of the blame, the accolades, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. It is not known if the person posting on Susan's account as her daughter was actually her daughter or if it was Susan, but it seems like it was probably susan because yeah. a lot of yeah a lot of her like grammar and spelling errors remain the same <laughs> throughout the two-year period that susan was dead including a quirk of hers where she would spell supposed to as post to like p-o-s-t-t-o which That's... is like a very weird like specific spelling error to consistently make yeah that's so weird so it it seems like at least what the family is willing to tell us is that it was his call. 
he had the daughter make the post while she was still like in the ER. Mm-hmm. And I guess Susan just kind of played along with it, but like didn't actually get away from social media, like kept going on social media, yeah. which is like why I think that this is like very bizarre behavior on the family's part. I mean, it's unhinged to tell someone that your family member died. I yeah. get that you want to cut her off from these groups, but like also you, you've said this and then you just immediately let her get back on her computer and post in these groups. Just she has yeah. to now play along with like a lie that you made up that she died. Which is weird because she wouldn't have to at any point. She could have just posted like my, I, I tried to die by suicide. My family found me. They decided to make this post. It wasn't true. I am not dead. Like, yeah. Continuing to post as if you are dead is like, I don't want to complicit. It's like a strong word, but like, yeah. If you're still on social media, then this isn't for doing anything for your health. So, like, I don't, I don't get it. No. I mean, there's nothing to get because none of these people are acting in a way that's, like, rational. you're going to be able to parse through it. Yeah, using, yeah. like, logic and being rational because she wasn't because she couldn't be. And they weren't because they're in the middle of like a crisis and they don't know what to do and like things are getting bad so like yeah yeah and like I I I I don't want to like I don't want to point the finger at at Todd but I don't know like it it just rubbed me the wrong way that that's like the first place that he went like we need to get you help therefore I need to like tell people that you've died so that you won't use the internet and then i'm not gonna actually bother to like care about your internet usage after the fact yeah it just it feels i don't know it feels really strange i mean i i find it difficult to believe that it was actually todd do you think he's taking Um, the blame for i i would think he was taking the blame um and i think and i think after your partner tries to kill themselves you would likely be willing to take the blame for something like that if it would stop because that's supposed to like take away some of the bullying, some of the hate to maybe allow her to continue to do something that she loves to do. Like, I don't know. Yeah. We'll never know. I don't know. And it's like no. weird to speculate, I guess. Cause like, we're not a true crime podcast, Yeah, but like, I think the fact that she continued to post as if she was dead makes her, like whether or not she made the post, she made all the posts after yeah. that, right? She definitely like, played along. Still like, saying still that she was, was dead. She didn't make it's... the post that she had died, but she made posts yeah. that she was dead. So like to me, it's like sort of it's still fucked up. Yeah. So yeah, um, it's it's probably likely that the person posting under Susan's account was Susan the whole time. Um yeah. and also TN Steele was susan so she just like created another yeah profile to like go in and yeah and shortly after the susan account said it was dead so Mm -hmm. like she wasn't even like not on facebook right it's not like she like moved to tiktok she was like still in the same group so i don't know she got right back from the hospital and started posting like it sounds like she wants she wanted attention right like yeah which again like you could have also just posted, I I took a near fatal dose of Xanax. Yeah, because of all your bullying. Like, yeah. Yeah. Or she could have had so her dramatic. daughter log in and do it. I know. The police did end up speaking with Susan Meachin um, for like cyber fraud or whatever. <laughs> well, yeah, because there was like fundraisers and stuff, apparently, right? Allegedly. Like, allegedly. Yeah. Again, I c- can't find them anywhere. But no charges were brought against her. As of the New York Times interview in January of last year, she had put aside her plans to continue writing for the time being. And now I cheated here because this is Respect the Dead and no one died. Yeah. So just just at the end here, this little short episode, I just want to mention another scandal in the self-published romance novel world. Okay. In 2022, a romance author named Nancy Brophy was found guilty of murdering her husband. 
Seven years before her arrest in 2018, Nancy published a blog post for the website See Jane Publish titled, How to Murder Your Husband. (laughs) 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 And I, oop. (laughs) Um, Okay. (laughs) That's, I don't, mm, okay. Don't leave it up. (laughs) Delete, delete. (laughs) Uh, So all you sick true crime people can look that up. I'm not going to get into that today. But I mentioned someone who died, so it counts. (laughs) That counts. That's that's all we need. The like... (laughs) Actually, every single time we do one of these episodes, it keeps death from taking us. So we do need to offer up like one dead person per episode or it gets closer. It's true. Yeah. yeah. So nice try, death. Mm-hmm. We get it's, another week to live. <laughs> it's such a cool little bit of podcast lore because like when one of us dies, the podcast will stop. So who's to say what happened first? Nobody knows. High logic. <laughs> that's my logic <laughs> that's like that's all i have that's what i'm working with here oh my god okay thank you for that oh my god of course i loved this I, one i really want to believe that that first interview is real i i believe everything that makes her the most iconic. unhinged and unkind <laughs> and iconic yeah like <laughs> i am building a shrine to her in my closet as we speak um, yeah, that's gorgeous. I'm donating to her GoFundMe. <laughs> and I'm like, babe, like it's I know not you're alive, queen. Buy yourself but... something nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're gonna die yeah. eventually, so yeah. get yourself an, a cute little cask. <laughs> Ooh, a little velvet lined. Yeah. Ooh. Right. Um, I think we have to do our socials. You can yeah. find Respect the Dead on all platforms at underscore respect the dead. I'm Hoots. You can find me on Twitter at Punished Hoots and on YouTube at Hoots YouTube. Kaylin. Uh, I'm Kaylin Conrad. Uh, that's my name on everything because I'm like the only person with that name. So it's it's actually very handy. Mm. And I'm not I'm not the same thing on everything because I got banned from Twitter <laughs> twice. <laughs> Whoops. Whoops. Okay, bye. Bye.